Mr. Lowe. Super Grant. Motherfucker, we're back. We, we thought we were gone, but we're not. We're back. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. How's it going? It's me. Uh, what was the show about, by the I way? I can't remember. Don't know. Okay. Couldn't tell you anymore. It was it once at one time. It was a a podcast. I think that's what they're called. And we're Irish, and we talk about stuff like movies and things. That's our gimmick. We just stole our ancestry to make any sort of yeah. interest, but mostly American people. We've hopefully, monetized our. That's a. Hmm. Why would you push the Irish? No, because Irish people wouldn't be interested in that. Interesting that you bring that up. Okay. Is it what, what you wanted to talk about in the it podcast? Yeah. It is. Okay. It is. <laughs> because, okay, well, hi, first of all. Hello, everyone. We're back after a brief absence. Um, That was uh, mostly my fault because uh, of, you know, life was I- shit and stuff. Um, But we're back, and we're doing this every two weeks now because we find that, <laughs> well, we said because the episodes would be better. Okay. But you're not allowed to hold us to that. But right? No, no, no. Not on this one. <laughs> On the next one, technically. Next, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the next one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. We yeah, can do we shit. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, we can... This one will... Just, no, this, shut up. It's going to be great. So what we've decided to do is um, the news is dead. We've killed the news. Long live the news. We're bringing... We're moving that into the top of the main show. Okay, so episodes sometimes maybe will be a little bit longer than normal. But, you know, deal with it. Skip forward if you want. Doesn't matter. I don't really care. You know, if you yeah. listen for like fifteen seconds, I think it counts as a, a view or a listen. Yeah, that's, that's all we care about. So, like, we just want the numbers, baby. Fuck that's any sort of for. I literally, I'm, I'm only here to to log into our like listener metric. Once, you just want once the a day monkey and brain see. inside you go and see numbers going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's the, it's the only reason I'm here. It's like people who like. Just like train farm likes on Instagram and stuff. That's all I'm here yeah. for. It's yeah. like a step in evolution from I will cultivate and keep everything to the next thing. Actually, maybe community is important. You're just, just, just before the next step in evolution, then, man. I'm, yeah, I'm getting. I'll never get there. What's whatever. I'm all about the fame. Yes. <laughs> the news then for this episode. It's not. We're yeah. not going to cover everything. Obviously, we can't do that. We're not. It's not like the, you're you're getting two episodes in one. All right. We're just going to pick out some things at the top of the episode. I have that like we two things. Fun, all right. Yeah, and I have one thing that we had a nice segue for, and then I ruined it by talking about other things. Yeah, but I hope I don't know if you've seen this. All right, because it was it's it's a big a massive commotion on Twitter the last couple of days, but I don't know if it's reached outside of Twitter yet. The, the Irish Celtics independent movie series. Have you seen it? Not, no, not even. Oh my god! I cannot. I can't wait for you to see this. So, um, a couple of days ago, this thing, this monster of a teaser trailer type thing, surfaced on Twitter. Um, the account is called Celtics Film. Celtics underscore film, I think, is the 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 username. And what it appears to be is an Irish-American fellow uh, (laughs) filmmaker. And his previous work, I think he cites as he made a film series about um, Siberia. He says it was called Gulags. So I'm assuming it was about Siberia and like Russian imperialist history or something. I don't know. And this time, he is trying to crowdfund a film series about... Celtic people, the Celts, which is already a, a term that's not exactly perfect. No, so like, this is right. So it, it first came to people's attention because he posted this sort of it's like their Kickstarter campaign, um, like hey, give us money type of video. Okay, so it's him talking. He he's he uses a lot of um, like he opens with he he opens the video by trying to say um, my name is Michael Oscailga. But he pronounces it completely arseways. So instantly, yeah. your uh, Irish people are going to go, "What the fuck is this shit?" It's not how you say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like instantly, nice right? Right? yeah. Oh, immediately, we're doing? all like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Just not how you say it. Is Michelle Michal? Like, 
Right, and he goes from there. He he try like he just continuously keeps pronouncing things wrong and getting. He keeps using like Irish place names. He calls Sligo Sligo, um, in a thick like American accent and stuff. And in the middle of it, he just like he just goes like, "Oh, and um, we've done our research to like make sure we get everything to correct and all this stuff." And he just has random clips then of like these actors and for uh, the our audio people which is everybody i'm using i'm using air quotes okay Actors. are we recording some of this for other people what yeah, I, I mean i don't know whatever um yeah he's he calls them actors i don't know where he got these people from they're also american some of them are trying to do irish accents the first woman shows up like and they're dressed as like i guess celtic like celts they're dressed as I don't know, like the gold bands around the neck, long cloaks, kind oh, of. Oh, some of the yeah, they're wearing like because the first ep- the first episode or whatever, the first film in the series he wants to make is is he's calling druids, so it's about the druids of ancient Ireland, and right. um, he has he does state he has said in a series of insane tweets that he posted after Irish people went like this is shit, and then a lot of like big Irish Twitter accounts discovered that he had preemptively blocked them before releasing the trailer. So even the likes of like um uh Gavin what's his name and Richard Chambers, you know the like the the uh covid news people. <laughs> like yeah, they're like yeah, new yeah. they're like news news reportners or yeah, whatever yeah, for yeah. Virgin Media. So they they're really yeah, they're like really popular on Twitter because of their coverage for like covid and stuff the last like year and a half. But um like the, a couple of those people he had like blocked them in anticipation of re- releasing this teaser thing kind of thing that he knew like oh i i, I kind of i want people to see this but i don't want certain people to see it because they'll give out about it or whatever people went fucking uh. crazy like ripped it to shreds um and he posted a sh- like a massive string of tweets basically and like all using all these words that like clearly he was trying to make himself sound like he knew what he was talking about and stuff and talking about how oh like uh scientific like historical archaeological findings actually say that you know probably the ancient celtic people of ireland came from france and they probably spoke a language called gaulish and all this kind of shit and he just kept Uh. making it worse and to the point where like he ended up basically saying this was my plan all along when you don't have money for marketing uh you you purposefully make you bait people into retweeting your stuff so you basically you make them angry so that they talk about you and therefore you you're in people's uh-huh. would we, I, I I was making jokes on purpose. Yeah, that's it. We no, all know the, that. Yeah, comment. yeah. Basically, yeah. it was, and oh, <laughs> it's just so. But you have to see the tr- this teaser trailer thing, Gee, man. Oh. It's so bad. It's it's just here. Hold awful. on. Should I watch it now, and I can come back straight away? Okay. Yeah, we can cut this. Bit, cut we forward, cut this. Yeah, bit, yeah, we can forward, cut this yeah, bit yeah, out. Yeah, all right, yeah. you go watch it. Okay, Dan has watched it. <laughs> Movie magic. Well. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it isn't it just oh. i mean it's oh i, can't. I mean look you know what you know what it feels like it feels like late 80s early 90s american movies where they tried to like make a movie about native americans but cast entirely in white people that's the, one yeah that's what it feels like to us yeah it's yeah, so, yeah. It's so i cannot i don't think either of us can adequately explain how just just so wrong and awful it is so please please check it out for yourselves because it's just please donate to it so it can be made and we please, can see it yeah please let him make this movie because <laughs> as much as we shit on it the, the whole of ireland will watch it <laughs> i i love like he called the celtics the like celtics, celtics man yeah because he thinks it's uh like the boston celtics maybe or something i don't know yeah <laughs> like Count, like it's like, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say what do I say? Like it's the Celts. Celts like that's yeah. yeah, Celts. Not Celtics, Celts. You finish after the T and an S. Celts you know? or Celtic people. The Celtic. Celtics. Yeah. Yep. There you go. That's what I just wanted to talk about it this week because oh my um, God. it's just insane. It's so crazy. Um part of <laughs> me loves it. To be honest, I love. I just love the whole the furore that came with it <laughs> on Twitter the last couple of days has been amazing. To be honest, you see, I like just, when you even when you search it, I think he he blocked like foil arms and hog, the um the oh, comedy they will, group. They will from, make a skit about the, that. Yeah, like the comedy group from Dublin. He <laughs> yeah, he blocked yeah. them. 
So he's obviously like looked at like Irish Twitter or whatever and seen like big accounts and been like, okay, no, I can't let them see it kind of thing. Like it's just, ah, mwah, it's magnifique. God, he's a gobshite, isn't he? Yeah, he's an idiot. He's a fucking arsehole. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you block all the sure to be grand, okay? <laughs> you better. <laughs> we are a hub of our culture. Yeah, I'm I was a I checked, I'll be quite honest. Me I'm part of my ego went, he better have fucking blocked me. <laughs> did, did you use the account to give out to them? Uh I didn't. Did I? No, I don't think I did yet. I'm 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 going to, better. but I was in I only I this landed across my table last night and I was like, what the fuck? I'm still in shock. Yeah, no, no, you have to. Use the Twitter. Yeah. Take the absolute makeup. I will. I will. There you go. Oh. So, uh, what, what's going on in your world? <laughs> uh, what? Uh, the, there's a big Nintendo Direct that came out there, which was um, mostly nice. Bayonetta 3 is coming out. Um, a lot of people are delighted for that because that's been in the making for quite some time. Um, but I think probably the thing that came look okay I'm going to start with the good things you know let's have some nice things so uh, the basic the virtual engine or whatever you want to call it on Nintendo Switch that allows you to play like SNES and NES games is expanding with an extra expansion that I think you obviously have to pay extra for and they're going to include Nintendo 64 and what was it um, another console I think Genesis um, is coming to Nintendo Switch as well. Uh, just a few games. I know, weird. The I know. Sega Genesis? Yeah, Sega Genesis is coming over. Sonic well, will be... Well, now I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Switch is getting it. It's just <laughs> a bit surprising. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, to be honest, it is, I don't think it's the first time Sonic has been on a Nintendo machine. I Probably not. Like, Sonic doesn't really have a home anymore, does he? <laughs> He's kind of homeless. He just kind of hangs out with any kind of platform that I have him at this stage. Yeah, yeah. But look, you know what? On the bright side, I think Sonic will beat uh, Mario in the cinemas, um, <laughs> movie-wise, because the casting came out. And I, look, it's probably late in the game at this stage. I think most people have said what they had to say. But why the... Uh, sorry, I just... Uh, I think it look, I think it looks good. Uh, uh, no, it looks terrible. <laughs> it, don't you do this? Don't play this character, man. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, Chris Pratt as Mario. For some reason, they couldn't get the voice actor of Mario, even though he's also in this movie as like a cameo. Charlie Day. Um, you know, you, we like Charlie Day. Always sunny. Sure, he's fine. Don't hate him as Luigi. But definitely think he's more of a toad character. Like the little mushroom guys. Goes, talk like this! Like, that's Charlie Day, really, isn't it? I, d- I don't know what Luigi sounds like. Uh, He's just crying a lot of the times. That, that could be Charlie Day. That could be Charlie Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, a woman that you have never uh, said terrible things about how she looks. Um, Anna Taylor-Joy. Is playing Princess Peach. Anya. Anya, okay. Oh, right. oh, oh, now you take the high yeah. ground on that, I'm, I? De- I'm defending her now. <laughs> well, I like Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, I think she's a fantastic fi- actress. Yeah, she can do Princess Peach. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, probably the casting I'm most okay with is Jack Black as Browser, Browser Bowser, even. Yeah, I'm... I yeah. don't know. I, I think honestly, the only one that's that's kind of like what is is Chris Pratt. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The rest of them, I could be like, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, it like it's maybe not your first choice or anything. With some of them, like I think Andy Taylor Joy might be the best one. But I, yeah, you know, Chris Chris Pratt as Mario is just it's just really weird. It's just such yeah. a weird choice that they were like, like why? Yeah. It's true, but at least we're finally going to get that line in canon now of Solange Bowser, because, you know, Chris Pratt is a homophobic. I don't get this reference. Okay, in Mario 64, uh, 64 uh, Mario swings Bowser around, and when he lets go, he says what sounds like, Solange Bowser, 
but apparently what it's really meant to be is So Long King Bowser, but it sounds exactly like So Long Gay Bowser. So there you ah, go. I see. Um, and because, you know, Chris Pratt, even if he claims to not be homophobic, is uh, gives a lot of money to a church that is, and he's a part of their community. Yeah, true. You know? <laughs> you think his, you don't think the casting of Chris Pratt as Mario is not deeply offensive to Italian people? I don't think so because the guy who voiced Mario yeah. wasn't exactly Italian either. <laughs> he was not. He wasn't even. <laughs> no. He didn't even. If he uh, took a twenty-three me, it's not even like point two percent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> give me one second there. Just um, you might know this already. Um, but give me one second. Yeah, uh, so Charles Matane, um, it, I'm on this Wikipedia. It doesn't really go into his ancestry, so we won't go too deep there. But do you know who else he voices except from like Mario and Luigi and like the few of the other ones in the kingdom? George Dredd. No. Oh. But you, you kind of have a good idea there. Um, Parthenax from Skyrim. The big dragon? Yeah, the giant dragon. You know, the dragon was like, is it better to, um, you know, um, what was it? Is, it? is it better to choose good or be evil and be able to fight over it? That's, you know, with this, like the voices, lads, on top of the mountain. Oh. Yeah, there nice. you go. That's cool. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and there's yeah. definitely a, a mod for Skyrim that replaces... The voice of Parthenax with Super Mario voice lines. Oh, one hundred percent! I'd be shocked. <laughs> I'd be utterly shocked. I love that you can go to his Wikipedia, and the notable work he has is Mario series, The Elder Scrolls, Skyrim. <laughs> like he's done, I'm sure, a lot more than that. But yeah, it's a shame. I like he apparently he wanted to do the voice of Mario, but uh, they wouldn't give it to him for the film. But he's appearing as a cameo or something, which you know. Hey, we got a really fucking funny donkey video out of the whole ordeal. Have you seen it yet? Did we? Yeah, donkey oh, did a no, video I... on it. It's yeah, called yeah. like America Reacts to the Mario casting or something. And it's literally him calling like a hundred different random stores being like, so uh, did you hear about the Super Mario movie? <laughs> it's just fucking <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> um, you know what? I say one casting that I kind of dig uh, is Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Because I just want Donkey Kong to do the Seth Rogen laugh. You know the laugh. <laughs> I want to hear that out of Donkey Kong. That works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. It's not it's the only one that's like. No, no. No, it's really not. Is, it's, it's is Chris Pratt. Pratt. It's just like, they okay. Purely chosen because he's famous. That's it. Yep. I Which is really, a massive issue I have with modern. Voice acting animated like voice acting castings because they don't cast voice actors they just they pluck an actual live action star and go yeah he can do it and it's not the same thing it just isn't do you know what uh, what I've heard um, voice actors like calling people like the other actors face actors because it's always Mm -hmm. like voice actors always treat like a secondary um, actors which are not there's so much work goes into voice acting and you have to be really talented to do it. You know, you have to really practice, and there's a lot of technicalities to it. So I, I, I love that they don't even go, oh yeah, the other actors. They literally go, oh yeah, the face actors. Yeah, we're the voice actors. Mm-hmm. They're the face actors. But yeah, I agree 100 with you. It, you just can't plop someone into it. And let, look, let's be fair about Chris Pratt. He's had some experience in voice acting. He's been in the Lego Movie, um, but to be fair, he was just voicing Chris Pratt in the Lego Movie. You know, and that's probably that's the thing about this one. Do you do you really think Chris Pratt is gonna show up to this movie and just go, "It's a me, a Mario"? Like, I really I f- hope not. I feel I, like I, he's I, I hate more if than if he just talks in his own voice. I feel like he's just gonna he's just gonna talk like Mario's just gonna have Chris Pratt's voice now. Like, it's not yeah. he's not gonna be trying to do a Mario impression or anything. I don't know. It's gonna be a generation of kids who think Chris Pratt is Mario. I don't think too many people are going to see this. I don't know. Oh, I don't know, man. Nintendo's weird. <laughs> Do you want to talk about this week's movie? 
Yes, the Mario movie we've watched. <laughs> we've yes. seen the future. We've watched. No, no, Mario. I mean the old Mario movie. You know. No, we're not doing that. Oh, we should do. Want you ruin on people? We're oh, not doing we that. Definitely do. Oh, I'll tell you yeah, what we, we are doing though. The best Irish movie ever made by nobody Irish. Yes. <laughs> this, this is a fair statement, yes. Mm. Should we actually name the movie? Yeah, well, I was getting there. <laughs> We're doing the commitments. Woo! Nah, I, that's, I, I did a fake woo, but it should be a genuine woo. I'm just tired. Genuine it's woo. the commitments. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is a literal juggernaut of Irish culture. It's a massive deal in... In every Irish person's life, I think, to be honest, it's a it's a thing. It's always always on, like most people, except Dan. Apparently, had seen except it Dan. sixty million times. Yeah. Um, I've watched all the other Irish movies a million times. It's just this one I didn't. Just the commitment slipped away. Yeah, I had seen this. This was definitely the fifty seventh time. Like it was just always on RT when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember one time a couple of years ago, RT showed it for Paddy's Day, and for some reason they showed a, like a three four cropped version. Uh, this was in like 2015 or something. It looked really it was yeah. weird because RT sucks ass. But the commitments for the, anybody who doesn't know, for non-Irish listeners, I suppose, is a musical comedy drama film. It's based on a novel called, also called Commitments by Mr. Roddy Doyle. Um, Legend. Who, uh, we were discussing this whilst watching as well. I don't think either of us have ever actually read any of Roddy Doyle's novels. Um, no, I should do that. Yeah, I. It's a weird one. Like I've always known him as for from the movies, um, and also for his the Facebook things that Dan was like really into for a while. Um, yes, they which, which he turned into a short story collection, or a couple of short yeah. story collections after a while called Two Points. Um, yeah, so that's Roddy Doyle. He's he's a, he's a cool dude. Um, the commitments is uh, directed by Alan Parker. Now Alan Parker. Uh, I I wasn't familiar with his name, but looking through his other work, it's a lot of there's a lot of like stuff in there that we would know. Um, he d- he directed um, Fame in 1980, so cool. it was prior to this. That was a, was a big deal. He did a lot of mu- musicals. He did the Bugsy Malone musical in the 70s. Uh, he did Pink Floyd's The Wall in like the 1980s as well. Um, and he also did um, Angela's Ashes. Directed that as well, and uh, Mississippi Burning, which is um, an eighties movie about FBI uh, detectives, you know, like investigating. Do you know what's mad? Yeah. I literally watched that movie um, a week and a half ago with yeah. John, my landlord. Really go. great movie. Fantastic yeah, he's movie. just Alan Parker, same guy who did the commitments. <laughs> it's Mississippi yes. Burning, and then he did um, the Life of David Gale in two thousand three, which is a movie that I like. Uh, well, it's Kevin Kevin Spacey is in it, so. Who's that again? Kevin Spacey. So we're not, we don't, oh. don't watch it anymore. But, um, I mean, you I know. used to watch it, just, you know. Yeah, it's, a, it's about I a mean, guy who is, um, a, a, like, a campaigner for, to abolish, uh, capital punishment in the United States. And he ends up being accused of murder and placed on death row. Um, so you're you know, serving your, there, isn't your it? classic, classic <laughs> Greek tragedy on that. But uh, yeah, so that's Alan Parker. Yeah, I was interested. He, uh, Alan Parker passed away just last year, actually, um, last yeah. July 2020. That movie so, was the life of David Gale, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that's the last thing he directed, I think. And I, I think he was, I think I was reading he was sick for a long time. Um, uh, so he sadly passed away last he year. He was a producer on a few things, though. He was, um, yeah. Well, he was one thing, even I should say, uh, Dad's Army, the mm-hmm. remake in 2016, which I haven't watched because I didn't care for Dad's Army in the first place. <laughs> Same, <laughs> yeah. And the, you might ask, why the commitments? Why now? Well, that's because uh, on October the fourth of this year, the commitments turns 30 years old. Just a bit younger than me, and a little bit older than you. A couple of months older than me. Yeah, um, so you know, happy birthday to the third member of the podcast. Yeah, he's, he's Roddy Doyle. Is the commitments? He's always here with us in spirit. Happy birthday yeah. to him! Uh, yes. So the commitments essentially in plot follows the story of a a soul band in like working class Dublin in um the late eighties, early nineties called the Commitments, and they're like 
sort of rise to some level of fame and then immediate collapse into crap, basically. Is the thing is, Raleigh Doll was just into abandoned Dublin and they just disappeared and went, fuck it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. There's um, That's what the commitments is. Let's move swiftly now into what the hell is going on. Now, interestingly, Daniel, this is not the first time you and I have done a podcast about a Roddy Doyle movie. Is it not? No, it's not. I had a much okay. short-lived podcast uh, when I was in final year in college. You're right. And I had, yes. I had Dan on as a guest. And on that episode, which I think was the first episode of that podcast, there was only like four of them, but we did The Snapper which is the Did. the spiritual and, I guess, sort of literal, in some ways, sequel to The Commitments. So Fantastic if, movie, if you guys want to hear that, I'm sure, I, in the comments. I'm sure I have it somewhere. I can find it for you <laughs> if you want it. I'll only... re-release it on this podcast, <laughs> rebrand it. I could just, I just edit in our new sound bites into <laughs> that one and stick it up. <laughs> Why not? It's an episode... Just, uh, uh, Hold on, we'll cut all this out and we'll have a freebie for next, <laughs> next we'll two weeks. We just have one ready, yeah. For So we did the snapper <laughs> that time and that was great crack. And um, so it's going to feel weird because some of the stuff I'm going to say here, I probably said on that episode as well in terms of like background and stuff for the movies. So the the commitments is part of uh, what people have dubbed Roddy Doyle's um, Barrytown trilogy. As I think some people say it's a quadrilogy now because there is a spin-off and he did it later, like, like another book came out a while ago. Um, but the trilogy, the main three, I suppose, all came out one after the other. I guess in Roddy Doyle's, um, what do you call a discography for books? Literography? A bibliography. Bibliography. Sure, that's the one. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry, could not think of that word. Uh, the commitments was first. The novel came out in nineteen eighty-seven, eighty-eight, I think, uh, and then came the snapper, and then came the van, and all of them are about. The Rabbit family, uh, a family from Dublin. In the commitments, uh, the North Dublin for people North, who understand North that. side, inner city, like working class Dublin, as all of Roddy Doyle's work tends to be for the most part. Um, the, the Rabbit family. So in the commitments in this movie, it's uh, we we see Colomini's uh, Jimmy Rabbit Senior, who is an like Elvis obsessed, typical old fella kind of guy, and his son. Uh, Jimmy Rabbit Jr., who is the manager of the commitments. The snapper then is about Jimmy's little younger sister, Sharon, who, uh, for the fans of the snapper, will know that it's about her um, unwed, unwanted pregnancy and how that affects the family. And then the van, after that, is about Jimmy Rabbit Sr., also played by Colomini in the movie of the van. So he plays, he's in all three uh, as yeah. the, the same guy. And uh, the van is about Jimmy Rabbit Sr. like trying to set up a new business after he loses his job and stuff like that. Um, the van is probably the least... Didn't realize he worked in the, the movie watched just now. <laughs> I, I guess he gets a job <laughs> like between them. He has a job in the snapper, I think, and then he loses it for the van. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, really? That's what I mean. Wait, they're not like... It's never explicitly like this is a follow-up because in the commitments, Sharon Rabbit, the main character i suppose of the snapper in the commitments she's like 10 years old in the snapper yeah. she's like 17 18 19 well, sort like of thing years, like yeah. so but they they're never it's not like it's clear that a decade has passed between yeah. these two movies like they're essentially set at the same time so it's you know it's a loose sort of like sequel thing but it is the same family apparently um so that's, uh, yeah, that's the, the Barrytown trilogy. The one that came out then, um, the, the spin-off was called Paddy Clark, Ha Ha Ha. And I think it was like a kid's book that Roddy Doyle did. And it's about um, a kid called Paddy Clark who lives in Barrytown in Dublin. And he's kind of just wandering around Barrytown and he runs into different characters from the other books. So he meets like oh. Jamie Rabbit and stuff. And then the guts is sure, that's, that's all kids want, you know. That's that's yeah, that's it, back. you know. So he's Roddy Doyle invented this sort of like all character, everything connected, cinematic sinew yeah. type thing. I think with his Barrytown quadrilogy, and then the guts Way came out in game of that one. Oh, it's going to be insane! <laughs> all the rabbits together in one place. 
The the guts the guts then came out in two thousand and thirteen, and that is actually set thirty years after the other books, um, and it's about Jimmy Rabbit Junior when he's older and he is dying of cancer. Yeah, you know, typical cheery Roddy Doyle stuff. Manager from the commitments. The the guy from the commitments, the manager in the commitments, yeah, is the main character of the guts when he's older and he has cancer, and that's what the book is about. And does Colin Meany just come in shouting about Elvis Presley or something? I don't know. I, I'm not even sure. He might have passed by the time of the guts. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do we think of, um, as somebody who had not seen the commitments until watching it this time around, where do you place it in rankings of, A, I suppose the Barrytown movies? Is it better than or worse than The Snapper? Or, or in general, in terms of like Irish, I say Irish films because it is it is written by an Irishman. It's a, no, it's clearly no, man, about. Let's be, let's, man, let's be real. All the best Irish stuff is manufactured by like other countries. Yeah, that's what because that, RD is fucking a bit just Shite, yeah, terrible. Yeah. They couldn't get Father. They t- passed on Father Ted. They turned down Dairy Girls. Like oh. Anyway. Oh, Dairy's of course it's so good. Everyone, if you have any interest in Ireland or Irish yourself. Just watch it. It's such a good show. Yeah, I watch it like brilliant. in a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, where do you put where would you place the commitments on this? Honestly, fairly high. It's authentic as fuck to Irish culture. Like I think the only thing that's different between their experience and our experience of life is like we have a slightly better infrastructure. Because we've we played the unemployment game. We've played with the whole people shouting at each other and giving out about each other game. Slightly, you know? yeah. And, and also slightly worse. In, in some ways. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have less uh, trains. <laughs> yeah, we have less trains. Yeah. Trains well, that, yeah. We have less public transport, more yeah. cars. And we I don't suppose. really have... I mean, I suppose there are plenty of gigs in Dublin. But like that whole idea of the dance hall and gigs being on all over the place... That's kind of um, shrunken down to more city life kind of things, whereas before it was kind of more broad. Yeah, I suppose even from when we were younger, the, there's not like um, dances or like discos and stuff and shit on anymore that I'm aware of. Like you'd have, yeah, like I'm not into the teen disco scene these days. <laughs> I hope you're not. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. Um, it's just not there, is it? No, but it's there in the commitments. Tell you that it much. It's there in the commitments, yeah, yeah. And the commitments, the, yeah, I don't know. It's it's so interesting to me. I was very, very, like, kind of almost, like, wowed to find out that um, this wasn't directed by an Irishman. Like, Alan Parker yeah. is English. He's not Irish. He's not, like, well, it's not even, like... Where is he from England, actually? That was, from London. That's an interesting... Okay, so he's not even Northern English. Born and raised in London, as far as I'm aware. Um, hey, look, it's he, That's what I mean. It's it's interesting that, like... Now, in fairness, the, every word said in the movie is very... Is, is Roddy Doyle. Like, it's not like... I think Alan Parker had a hell of a lot to do with the the musical aspect of, of the movie. Um, I know that, like, in casting the roles um, in particular for the band members of the commitments he held music auditions first and like did he like they cast people as if they were putting together an actual band and didn't then uh, once he had picked them for their musical talent then to- gave them like p- a piece of the film to read to see if they could act as well so all of the yeah. members of the commitments in the film are actual musicians yeah. and act can actual actually play and he needed them all to be actually very good at music so that they could pretend to be bad at it at the start of the movie and like gradually get better and stuff so all of that kind of shit and you can tell in it like in fairness the commitments are a class band they are yeah they're really talented like your man and and they they understood show business as well where you'd have the biggest rows backstage and then they come onto the stage and they're all like smiling and ha Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the end, it's like they had learned the game kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. Initially, they weren't. They were all like fighting on stage and shit. And that bassist almost blew up. The bassist, by the way, plays his guitar upside down. 
Huh. Mm. He's left-handed, but he plays a right-handed bass guitar, but he plays it upside down. So the strings are upside down and stuff. All right, fair enough. There you go. And the guy who plays the piano uh, was not an actor. He worked for Dublin City Council, and he took three months off to make the movie. He did a fair job. He's the only one, he's the only member of the commitments from the South Side. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that was... That, yeah, yeah. Is, they make fun of him for that. <laughs> they make fun of him for that in the movie, like because he's like a doctor and stuff like that, and he's just yeah. like pissing about basically. Um, Glenn Hansard is in this as well, who plays uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, it's he's a weird name. It's like Outsand or some fucking shit. Outspan Foster. Outspan. That's it. I knew it was out something. Yeah, he he. Um, Glenn Hansard apparently hated every second of it. And it took Did him, he? he didn't watch the movie for like 20 years because he had a big row with Alan Parker early on in filming and they just hated each other and he didn't like the whole thing. So oh. he never watched, he like didn't even watch the movie after it came out. It's a shame. Yeah, he watched it afterwards, I'm sure. It's not like, you know, he's Glenn Hansard, he was fine. Like he's a fucking piece of shit, but he's, he was fine afterwards. Um, but so yeah. like, and the, the commitments was like, it wasn't like this was just popular in ireland either it was a pretty yeah did, did decently well even like it opened internationally in in america like it was this was produced this was distributed by like by fox like 20th century fox distributed this it was produced by a production company called beacon pictures and the commitments was their first movie and i'll give you 50 euro if you can tell me their other two like biggest movies maybe three the the van Oh, okay. I lost it. There you go, folks. Uh, I mean, they, I mean, they did. To... They did do the van. I think the movie. Oh, what the heck? I mean, the big ones. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. How would I guess that? And just that's just. No. Well, one of them. One of them was Children of Men. Oh. Pressing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I suppose the same sort of color, you know. The Children of Men. They also produced um, the Hurricane. Remember the the boxing movie about uh, Reuben the Hurricane Carter, um, Denzel Washington. It's based on a true story. It's about a a, a boxer who's um, gets like put in prison for uh, like incorrectly, wrongly accused of murder. It's a really good movie um, from like the nineties. I thought you'd seen it because you were into boxing and stuff when we were younger. Yeah. Still kind of into boxing. Well, yeah, but you know, it's a good movie. The Hurricane, great, and Bob Dylan wrote a song about him. Here comes the story of the hurricane. Great song. Anyway, um, that he's Children of Men, the Hurricane, and then they did the Bring It On series, which is about cheerleaders doing cheerleader uh, stuff. Iconic nineties fair, jumping around, <laughs> just being cheerleaders, being cheery, yeah. but they're not cheery in the Bring It On series. That's they're all bitches. Yeah, but then when they go on stage, they're all like real professionals. Just like the commitments. Oh, we found that their uh, <laughs> film production links. This is it. That's it's all tied together. It all starts and ends with the commitments. It also, I don't remember this ever being said in the movie, but the three girls in the commitments are called the commitmentettes. It wasn't. I don't, I don't think. think that ever. I've I've seen it all my research reading shit about this. It comes up everywhere. They're always referred to as the commitment debts. And I've, I don't think they were ever called that in the movie. Maybe this is something they made up for. So like after this and in a couple of times, I think like for the 20th anniversary, the full cast got back together and played some concerts all over Ireland as the commitments and stuff. Um, or maybe they made it up for this. They did a musical, like a stage play, stage musical. I don't know. I don't. Maybe it's in the book. I have no idea. I don't think it's said in the movie that the three girls, um, are Amelda, Bernie, and uh, the other one, are ever called the commitment debts. Maybe I'm wrong. But there was the commit. There actually was lads. You're looking at the commitment debts. I'm looking at the script, and I just searched, and it does get mentioned. Yes. It also right after it got the commitment tits. Commitment tits. That's just right after the ets. Mendette sits. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> so it gets mentioned there. Oh, okay. Well, well yeah, then. It gets mentioned once. Just okay. literally once with their coming up of names, I think. Well, thank you for immediately making me look like an idiot. I saw right, man. It only took me two seconds, you know? That's fine. Yeah. You know, I could have done. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah, it's just, you know, all so you like the term cool. the commitment dates is only used it's once in the whole movie. All you have to do is that, you know? <laughs> okay, hey, you want you want some trivia? You want some fun trivia? Uh, this is my trivia yeah. stuff, okay? I'm looking at IMDb just to make sure you didn't just use that at. That's obviously what I'm using. What else am I going to fucking use? All right, use cool. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Jesus Sorry, Christ. Yeah, yeah. You want me to read it word by word? The kid on the skateboard... The guy, so there's a scene when they're, when Jimmy Rabbit's holding auditions, the kid on the skateboard yeah. is the kid from the cover of U2's first two albums. And he was a professional skateboarder. And U2 was mentioned as well. Yes. It, they're, a couple of times they're told, to, well, they're now fucking U2. Yeah. I guess people still liked U2 back then. Uh, in if the, you ask yeah, somebody. In the, in the early 90s, late 80s, they were fucking yeah. like. Because if you ask like, someone now. Like if you ask a lot of Irish people now, if you mentioned, oh yeah, they're as good as you too, they go, "What the fuck are you on about? You too shit." I I know I don't think I oh, think most do. people still like you too. It's just that nobody likes Bono. Uh, it's just like oh fucking Bono's a fucking dickhead, man. Oh the fu- the age man, he's not even able to play that joke. <laughs> do you know? Yeah, I always wave to Bono when I go past Dorky. What? You know. Oh, he has a place there, apparently. He can't fucking see you waving because his head's up his own arse. Well, it's a good thing it's on a cliff. Oh, what? <laughs> I, I yeah. was talking, I was thinking earlier I was going to do the whole fucking show. Oh, I, I'm really glad you did. <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> Next bit of trivia. The cores are in this movie. All of them. Every single member of the band, the cores. Yep. Oh. There you go. Um Where? Or well, I'll tell you, Dan. And Andrea Corr, uh, the lead singer of the Corrs, plays the young Sharon Rabbit, Jimmy's little sister. Um, now, the, the Corrs all twins? auditioned. No, not the twins, the other one. I remember the twins in the other movie. The Snapper-like. Do you remember the twins in The Snapper? No. No? What happened to the twins? Maybe they grew up and left home. I mean, I they could have, yeah. Sharon is older. Maybe they're probably, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, imagine all of them grown. Sharon, Sharon is older, <laughs> but the twins are the same age. age. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the the cores all auditioned for parts in the commitments. Um, and what Alan Parker did essentially was that anybody who auditioned and didn't get a role in the band, but was still like he liked, he gave them like little small parts in the movie. So all the cores, Andrea um, plays Jimmy's little sister, Sharon. Jim... <laughs> Uh, Jim Core, that's that's what I think of Jim Core. Uh, he was oh, that the guy who's tinfoil hatty yeah, Bob Shire? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he he is a, a member of a, one of the other bands that you see playing in the commitments. So there's, there's a couple of them. Um, he's in one of them playing fucking music or whatever. Caroline Core um is in the audience during when the commitment deaths are singing. Um, I never loved a man. And finally, Sharon, the violinist. Uh, you can see her playing the violin. Her famous violin at the end of the movie when um after the commitments have broken up and you know Bernie joins like a country western band at the end of it yeah that's you the woman playing the violin in that little scene is Sharon Core huh there you go all of the cores Quentin Tarantino was a big fan of this movie oh okay he really really liked the commitments so much oh, so Eat something. Uh-huh. So, well, he liked it so much that um, uh, Brona Gallagher, who plays Bernie in the commitments, he the reason she she's in Pulp Fiction, and Quentin Tarantino gave her the part in Pulp Fiction because he loved the commitments. Oh, he was like, yeah, be, come be in my movie. Ah, uh, no, yeah. he's he's he. I think he's a probably like he is a a serial killer who just found a different outlet. To yeah. be honest, yeah, he's a weird man. Um, there you go. Yeah. Those are my fame. So. Those are my wonderful trivia, trivia bits about the commitments. I hope you all enjoyed them. Thanks, IMDb, for sponsoring <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> they are not sponsored podcast just for legal reasons. <laughs> I wish they would. <laughs> yeah, IMDb, give me, give me some money. I'll do, do more trivia. Anyone? 
I don't probably not. They probably have their own podcast. That I imagine they have like yeah. plenty of them. Today we go through the first do, 100 1924s French horror movies. I wonder if uh, there there is a there's a podcast that's pretty big where it's literally um, two guys watching like every single movie on the IMDb top 250 list, like in order. I wonder if they sponsor them. Maybe they can sponsor us. They should. The other podcast. The, yeah. the other podcast and sponsor us. Yeah. yeah we'll hey, be... any podcasters out there want to sponsor us? Go yeah, for yeah. it. I'm, well, IMDb. If you want to sponsor me, I will. Re- I'll make our whole show just me reading the full IMDb trivia pages. That's. I'll yeah. just turn that into a podcast. I'll do it. I don't yeah. care. Pay me. Uh, yeah. Pay me, bitch. Top of the moment. It would be cool to actually work with a podcast. Just to say that'd be a delight, and I'd love to. Um, you know. Swap people around. You do podcasts or not? Swap people around. Yeah, get rid of you. Um, we want to start a swingers club for podcasts. Remember? Yeah, yeah. But all the sex has to be over the internet through audio only. Oh no, I'm not into ASMR. <laughs> hey, let's do our Jesus moment. Jesus. Do you want to go first, or will I go first? Go first. I mean, I. It's going to be a weird, small Jesus moment because I. What's that thing about in film where you put a gun visibly to everyone, and then someone mentions the gun, and then they use the gun. Chekhov's gun. That's the one. Um, yeah. Uh, remember when he was auditioning, and the people coming to his door the whole time. Yes. And at one stage, a young lad comes to the door where he's in the bath. Right. It's the kid from and, the U2 album. Yeah, okay, it's the kid from the U2 album. Uh, fair enough. I'm not even sure which U2 album you mean, but cool. Their first um, two, the big ones in the A's. Okay, cool. Uh, and, you know, he goes like, oh, sing in front of us there. And he goes, no, I can't do it in front of everyone. It's like, well, then you can't do it. Oh, okay. And he skates off. And I was like, something's going to happen there. They did not do this for no reason whatsoever. And they did do it for no reason they did whatsoever. it. They did it because he's the kid from the U2 album. No, I they don't did. think that's. No. <laughs> they definitely did. No, I, I think they did, man. I think they were they like expected people to recognize him or something. I don't know. Even though he was a I bit get. older. But I I don't get it because what what's the fucking draw here? It's just like oh, huh, the kid that actually has nothing to do with music. He was just on the cover of it. Can't sing in front of people. <laughs> what if he was actually a really good singer? So I was expecting him to come back. Yeah. Like, someone gets kicked out of the band and he has to take over and it's like, oh, shit, this kid's great, but he just has to be blindfolded or some shit. <laughs> you know? Could have done it. Yeah. Well, that, maybe that was going to be the sequel. Right, you know they were going to make me, a sequel? Um, just sponsor a podcast, right, Doyle? Yeah. Uh, Do you know they were going to make a sequel to this? Were they? Yep. Guess who was going to make it? Go on. Harvey Weinstein. Ah. He bought the rights to it. And he wanted to produce a sequel to the commitments whereby the band got back together and did a tour of America. Dead now, or is he dead now? Yeah. Harvey Weinstein. I don't no, know. He's still I, in prison. I've lost track of what's no, happened. no, he's he's in prison and he's trying to get away with all of his crimes by saying that he's his health is really bad and he's going to oh, die I if they put him in prison. Had, like, the Walker thing and all that kind yeah, of stuff that he suddenly needed on the day of the trial, whereas yeah. before he's perfectly okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's still cool. doing that thing, I think. Yeah, it completes uh, monster in a scumbag. Yep, there you go. Yeah, cool. So good that that didn't. Commitments two never happened with him. Um, yeah. My Jesus moment is a bit of a behind the curtain look at how things work here. Are you doing an English accent? I have no idea. So uh, the Jesus moment came from this movie. Just the movie in general. The Jesus the moment, um, not the not like the concept of the Jesus moment, but the 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 sound, the audio clip that I used to create ah, the, the clip from the, is Columini saying Jesus in the commitments when he's talking to um, uh, the Joey DeLips Fagan, played by the late Johnny Murphy, who and he's asking him about Elvis, and he says, yeah. "Listen, did did you ever, when you were in Graceland, did you ever see Elvis like?" You ever see Elvis? Never once, brother. Jesus. That's the bit. 
that's the Jesus I chose. I, I listened to hundreds of Colin Meany saying Jesus in different ways, and I thought that was the the best, my favorite one. So I've, I used I really, that. <laughs> I've said this before. I'd love if they made a statue of him in Dublin, but like from his um as his character from Star Trek, and I'd love if they have a detector in front of it every time someone was past. It's just like, Jesus. When you walk a pass like a million times, just listen to him say Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, if, if, and it has to say it a different way every time. Yeah, like, like it's a, a different clip. Different, clip, a different yeah. inflection. Here, Dublin State Council, just uh, sponsor the podcast and we'll do that audio thing for you. We really need a sponsor, people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I don't want Dublin City Council sponsor. No, no, oh, don't listen. No, no, we will take any money. <laughs> fucking piece Please. of shit. No, no turning down their money. It. They need. They don't have it. it. It's I'm sorry, Dan. They don't have any money. They're put falling all into white water rafting for the city. It's very important. <laughs> the double oh, wait, that. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Well, there you go. That was my Jesus moment. Um, white water rafting sponsor our podcast. Because I had uh, I had forgotten about it. I I kind of I forgot where the Jesus came from. And then we were watching and went, oh yeah, there it is. There's that thing that I hear every week that I used to Good make our, um sound bite thing. Yeah. So yeah. let's do some final thoughts on the commitments. That's the rock button on. <laughs> yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. Right, so yeah, the commitments. Best Irish movie ever? No. No? Do you, do you want to elaborate? <laughs> I think like I, I prefer like the Snapper or Angela's Ashes and all these movies. I would prefer them, but like it's a really good Irish movie. Yeah. What about, I like War, it. What about War of the Buttons? Um, haven't watched that in years. Don't even know if I oh, could tell wow. you. I love War of the Buttons. I think the Commitments <laughs> is is fucking Hall of Fame shit. Like, oh, it the, is. The commitments oh, it is. is um, it's hard to to. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to go against. It's the commitments or the snapper. I think are definitely the most iconic Irish films. Like um, oh, for for Irish, Irish people, yeah. definitely. I don't know. Best. I mean, like the wind shakes shakes the barley about, and stuff like that are probably better films. But like, what about Breakfast of Pluto? Well, it was filmed in our hometown, Dan. So it was indeed it was. Yes, <laughs> that make that makes it number one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's, 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 um, yeah, there's plenty. Indeed, there are plenty. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm gonna be honest. We don't get that many movies in Ireland about Ireland, so it's always nice to get anything. Um, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of Irish films. Yeah, but it, they don't come out that often. They really don't. They don't get, they don't get big wide releases that often. Yeah. But there's there's plenty. There's one in the cinemas right now that's very good. It's called Herself. Yeah, but the, like I don't know. I I'm always like, is every three or four years something Irish will come out that's like good and other pe- countries like to watch as well. Um, I don't I don't know if that's a fair comment. Like the fact, like there's really really good Irish movies being made all the time. Right. Like whether or not they don't often get the the wide release or distribution support that they deserve in this country um and if they're not getting it here they don't get it elsewhere if they're made here they don't often leave the the island unless they're like the the, there are i would agree every three or four years there's something like exceptional that's just so good it can't not yeah be well received everywhere um it'll you know it'll they'll something in immense will have a, a great festival run and seen by a lot of people i think brooklyn maybe was the last one that was like massive um yeah but there's yeah uh i don't know it's just saying this that there isn't the talent but at least <laughs> my view it's usually about three or four years there's something like oh wow this is good and it's always nice to see it yeah that's true it is always nice to see it i'd agree with you on that yeah yeah, yeah look the commitments though is if there is, if if there is ever like, if Ireland ever sent something like the Voy- Voyager spacecraft type thing into space, 
or whatever the fuck. Do you remember that? Was it Voyager that had like iconic pieces of music and film and stuff attached to it on that little golden plaque? Was that a different one? Really? If it was Voyager, whatever. If Ireland ever manages to put together a space program and do that, yeah. or, or if like if <laughs> the or schedule. yeah, or if the European Space Agency are like, we need a piece of media from every country to send into space. I think we should send them the commitments. To be honest, yeah. it's just it's that it's that like you in, know what, man though. That's a Star Trek episode there, right? Because we'd send it off, and then, what, 300 years, like, Picard is going through a galaxy, and it turns out, like, one planet received it and built their entire culture around the commitments. And Colomini hears his own voice yeah. in a recording, <laughs> and it's this yeah. whole, like, oh, my God, what is happening here? But, like, that's, that's, that's happened before in Star Trek, where it's just, like... I think like some mob, like a book of mob stories ended up on a planet and the entire planet is so good at like incorporating culture. They just turn into a mobster planet. You know, was it, like was it the, was it, um, was it Ali McBeal in Futurama that the, uh, the, the aliens, was it Futurama the aliens or was it the Simpsons? The aliens invaded because they were watching Ali McBeal and they couldn't, get the last episode or something the, their signal cut out before they got the oh, last episode broadcast it's that yeah. but Ireland gets invaded because they want a copy of the commitments and you can't get them anywhere because physical media doesn't exist anymore and the commitments is on like one streaming tiny streaming service somewhere so the, the entirety of Dublin North Dublin has to recreate the commitments from scratch and I think the, I think the country could do it that's the thing. Yeah. It's that much ingrained in us. I think if you sat at like 10 random Irish people down and said, all right, I want you to t- bring me through the commitments scene by scene, word by word, I think we could do it. I think we'd pull oh, it yeah. together, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. There. No, if, if you have any sort of interest and wanting to understand how the Irish brain works, you could do far more wrong by watching this movie like this this movie will teach you everything there is about the irish soul really haha <laughs> soul music soul but you know what i mean like Aha. it's irish yeah it is like it's is there it, any, anything it, you don't it, like about it no i'm only doing this because somebody told me they'd give out to me if i said i didn't like something about the commitments no. and i tell you what i don't like about the commitments i mean I, the I only thing like... popped up my head was the um, the older fella, Stephen the Girl, but then it's like, no, they all had great fun. Fair play to them. They were all of age. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. the one thing that I think is annoys me slightly is the Wilson Pickett thing. Um, and I don't mean the whole, like, uh, that, like, Joey is, like, bullshitting them or maybe he's not kind of thing. It's the bit where um, Jimmy actually, like, almost meets Wilson Pickett and he finds out that, like, Joey wasn't lying. Like, the the limo goes past and it's like Wilson Pickett was just late or whatever. I don't think it's needed. I don't think it's like an answer to like, it makes the fact that the band broke up worse almost. It's like, I think <laughs> what they tried to do was make him appear as almost this ethereal being that came to them. And it's just like guiding them almost. It was almost meant to be a, almost like a spiritual side to him, like in general. Yeah. But I think that, I think it's almost but better. Saying it, it, I don't think they wanted to tarnish him in that way. No, that I don't think that's what that's not what they intended with the thing. It's just that it, the the character of Joey the Lips as this sort of like cosmic soul entity that turned up to like you know gift music to the commitments and you know all this like I was sent by God and all this kind of shit like works better if Wilson Pickett doesn't turn up at the end. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it works. I understand why they do it. The commitments. Yeah. I'd say we're fully committed to it. Yes. Uh-huh. What are we doing next? A silent voice. Jesus. This is an audio platform, right? Yeah, it's going to be a bit weird. Uh, we can't <laughs> talk about it, you know. But yes, we're doing a silent voice in two weeks. So that'll be on uh, the 12th of October for you. 
and we're looking forward to that. Um, hopefully, we'll have some stuff on social media. Um, again, that people, if you have any recommendations, send them in. Communicate. We're here. You know. Uh, yeah, like, subscribe, all the social media. Share us with friends. We found that's honestly the best way it spreads when people start sharing it. That does a great deal for us. Um, but yeah, that's it from us for now. And we'll see you in two Farewell weeks. and happy 30th birthday to the commitments. Bye bye. <laughs>